Hey guys, thanks for tuning back into Truth Radio, a podcast station dedicated to bringing the body of Christ together through the Word of God, prayer, and testimony. On Truth Radio, we don't allow our past to define who we are, but we allow the Word of God to show us who we are in His Son, Jesus Christ. Let's begin. Hey guys, today we're going to talk about parables, what they are, why Jesus taught using parables. Um, I'm going to pray this in real quick. Uh, while I do that, please go find your Bibles if you have a chance. If you're driving, keep your eyes on the road, wear your seatbelt and all that good stuff. Um, so dear Father, I just pray that as we get into the Word of God, as we get into Matthew 13, Lord, that you use it to speak to us in a fresh way, a way that we can apply to our lives to this day and continue to walk out. Help us to understand what it is that you are trying to say through the Word of God. We pray this in your Son's beautiful and precious name. Amen. So, funny story for you guys. I actually tried to record this last week, and I got all the way through, and I I was like, dude, this is awesome. It's, you know, uh, from a technical standpoint, it sounded good um, to me. And right as I was closing in prayer, the laptop shuts down and erases everything. And this is like a, a you know, a new um, Apple MacBook Pro that was donated to us. And so I was like, there's no way that, you know, this was a normal error. And as I sat back and I started to think about what it is that I talked about and how to, you know, maybe I I threw in some of my own personal stuff. So I started to pray because at first I'm like, oh, this is an attack from the enemy. He's trying to stop me. He's trying to stop us from, you know, bringing the uh, kingdom of God further. And and it was funny because as I started to pray about this uh, later that night and and early the next day, the Lord kind of revealed to me, you know, I I had opened back up to Matthew 13. And the whole point of this uh, segment is to talk about parables. Why does Jesus speak in them and, and stuff like that? Because we've done two parables of the day, but for some listeners, you might not know what a parable is. And so I, I just read from 13.1 to 13.9. And as I started to talk about this when I was trying to record it, I left it there. And I brought in a lot of my own personal opinions, my personal thoughts and beliefs and the Lord shut that down, and it's taken me a minute to realize exactly why. Um, it's because if you would actually read further down, and this is what the Holy Spirit was just talking to me about, was, Joey, if you would have read down, I would explain. You know, Jesus starts to explain what the parable is, why he talks in them. And it's very interesting. So I'm excited to kind of get into, you, get into this with you in the right manner um, and letting the word speak for itself. It doesn't need help. And that's something that I'm finding more and more true as I um, walk this thing out with Christ is that the word is enough. Jesus is enough. He doesn't need the theatrics. He doesn't need our opinions or he, he just wants to be enough. He wants to be enough for us. And so I'm going to allow him to do that today. And um, we're just going to go through this real quick. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to Matthew 13. Um, I'll be reading out of the NLT or NIV version, uh, just so if you guys have that, awesome. If not, just follow along. All right, 13.1. That same day, Jesus 
Oh, excuse me. Yep. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. While all the people stood on the shore, then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell upon rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let him hear. And that's where I stopped before, and I just, I, I meditated just on that without continuing to read what it is that God explained it, and I, I put in my own, and so I'm excited to just kind of jump in with you guys as I went to, you know, the board that I'm responsible to and asked them questions, um, you know, asking them exactly, well, what <laughs> what do you think? Like, why, why would this go wrong? Um, so we're going to continue in verse 10 here. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have in abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they do have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart have become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are the eyes, blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people have longed to see what you have seen, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When someone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away, whatever was sown into their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it, 
This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what is sown. I think about what Jesus said, you know, in 18 to 23, he describes um, word for word what it means as, as the farmer was sowing his seed. You know, 19, anyone who hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in their heart. And that is the seed that is sown along the path. The seed falling away on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes before, because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling along the thorns refers to someone who hears the word but worries and of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. I think about all those negative scenarios, you guys. You know, our job is, you know, the Great Commission to go and make disciples, to, to give the gospel, to sow the word to the people around us in our lives. And I think about how many times, Joey, how many times, Joey, have you been, you know, that, that path, you know, the seed just, it landed and it just sat there waiting for the enemy to take it because I didn't understand it. And maybe not necessarily that I didn't understand it, but I didn't want to understand it. I didn't want to believe it because if I did, it would mean that I would have to change. It called me to a new level of responsibility and accountability in my relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I let it lay there, laying dormant. And what the enemy does is he comes and he takes it away. And it is unfruitful. And then I think about the times that I hear the word, I hear truth, and I get excited about it. And I'm somebody (laughs) with that addictive personality that when I hear something, I get really excited. And this, this, this is the one that kind of nails me to my past is I would get so excited about it and I'll be on fire for God and so passionate. But instead of staying in the word of God and choosing to grow with Christ, I thought that I had it all figured out. I had no root. And I would try to push forward the kingdom of God and nothing would ever happen. Nothing would ever break, you know, spiritually. And I would come along with with persecution. I would fall into temptation and sin over and over again. And that faith that I held on to so fervently would just fade away because I had no root. I had no trust in what the Word of God wanted to teach me because I was too lazy to pick up the Bible and read. It nails me. And then, of course, (laughs) even further down in this walk, I become the seed that falls among the thorns. And this is what would happen is I would hear the word and it would take some root. Notice it doesn't say it didn't take root. No, it took root. This, he's, he's referring to somebody who is taking root. They are in the word, but this is what happens. And, and <laughs> I see it all the time, not only at times in my life, but in the church body as one. We begin to worry about this life about wealth, about our means and our needs. And instead of trusting God, we put trust in what we can do. 
We need to get sick of I statements in our lives and start turning them into Jesus statements because it is by Jesus alone that I am here today. It is by God alone (laughs) that we can be having this Bible study. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. He gets the glory and him alone. There's nothing we can do as humanity (laughs) to try to earn this salvation. We are wretched. And so these worries of life start to grow around us. And (laughs) it's not just our problems, but it's the problems of the people in our lives. We start to worry more about you know what, why isn't something going good for them? And, and, oh, you know, you should really pray for Sister Kathy or (laughs) what have you. And, And all those weeds start to choke out what it is that God is trying to do in our lives. And then we get to verse 23. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what is sown. I don't know about you guys, but I want to yield a crop for the Lord. I want to take what it is that I learn. You know, I'm no farmer, <laughs> but I believe that as as crops are grown. They produce their own fruit that produces more crops. I think that that's honestly what it's saying by this is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. So it's our responsibility with the Great Commission to take what we know, take the gospel of Jesus Christ and bring it to the world. Now, don't just be a sayer of the word, but be a doer. I want to be I want to be fruitful for the kingdom of heaven. I don't want to get caught up in what's going on around me, what's going on in our government, what's going on even in our churches. I I've got lately just been so caught up about what the church is doing wrong, and it's almost like God is like, "Joy, what are you doing wrong?" And it doesn't have to be a negative thing. This could be something that I can learn from. Something that I could hold on to and say, okay, God, here I am. And I've said this before. He looks at my brokenness and he wants to do something with that. And I begin to take root. I do that by staying in the word of God. And it tests me. Oh, guys, does it test me? Because I <laughs> I love questions. And sometimes I feel like I'm almost questioning God. What happens is I go to my leadership, I go to my my mentors, and the Lord uses them to prune me. And, and I gotta tell you guys, it is not a comfortable process. Again, if I'm not a farmer, but when you prune something, it comes back healthier. It comes back more full. So being in this process of trying to yield the crop for the kingdom of God, and I'm being pruned by my spiritual leaders, pruned by my pastors. It doesn't feel good, but I am learning. I'm learning to stay rooted in the word of God, to understand what it is that he has for me. 
what he has for his church, what he has for his bride. Because that is who we are. That is who the church is. We are the bride. So in all that you do in your life, please heed this warning to stay in the word of God. Because there is a time coming, you guys, we're all, and we're seeing it now even, people that fill these church seats that call themselves Christians and they don't stay in the word of God they take what is said behind a pulpit and that's it they don't go and they don't search on their own and when persecution or conflict arises they fall away because they haven't taken root in the word of God which is the truth I think it's interesting when Jesus comes back according to Revelation, it says that his name was the Word of God. I think we need to start getting into the Word of God more. Stay rooted, stay faithful in persecution and oppression. In fact, the Word tells us to be joyful about it. Surround yourself, you guys. Surround yourself with believers that will test you to grow, that will help prune you to not always have a conflict, but have a a point of resolution where it's like, okay, let's grow together. That's what discipleship is. That's all I have. Until next time, this is Joey with Truth Radio.